It's not about the technology, it is what you do with it. Welcome to Digital Dash. We are excited about the opportunities technology presents in our modern world, and we spend a lot of time tinkering with the use cases. Join us every week on our podcast as we share our findings and break things down into zeros and ones. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app, and enjoy this episode. Hi there. You're welcome to this episode of the Digital Dash Podcast. I'm your host, Salam Donyo. I'm here with you with some exciting news. So I happen to be invited for the Galaxy Unpacked event at TV3 on 1st February, which was organized in tandem with the global event by Samsung, which is headquartered in Korea. And the highlight of the night was definitely going to be, you know, the announcement of a new phone, S23, which uh, we all knew was going to come up this year. And I want to share with you a few highlights from my experience. So let's go in for this ride. See ya. Out of all the things which were introduced on the night, the highlight was definitely the Samsung S23, S23 Plus and the S23 Ultra. And there were a lot of speculations which were made before, you know, the show began by the panelists and people in the audience, which we keenly follow. People said we are looking out for the camera, people were looking for upgraded specs, a bigger screen, you know, that kind of thing. Well, I was looking forward to software optimizations and how those were going to stack up against the competition. So the S23 was revealed on the night and what did we get? Of all the things that were shown, I can confidently say that this was almost identical to last year's S22 series in design, which I think was a good and a bad thing. It's a good thing probably because, well, if the design in broke, then you don't have to fix it. So they could adopt a unique style for their phones in that regard. I mean, what do I mean by this? It means that anytime you hold up a Samsung phone, it immediately becomes recognizable because of the distinct style which Samsung is trying to go their phones which I think is a very good thing, as I've said early on. Now, here's what I think might be a little bit troubling. You know, Samsung has always been an innovator when it comes to their smartphones and smart devices in general. So it could probably be that they are plateauing in terms of ideas to make their new devices stand out. But then again, do we need something like this to stand out or be look different every single year? Refer to my early point about it being a good thing that if the design is good and it gives it that unique style, then you don't need to change it. You can adopt it and have your phones look that way. I can make a quick reference to Google's Pixel and Apple's iPhone, which have now adopted a distinct style. At least the last two or three generations of the phone look very similar. So here again, I think Samsung is on the right path. Now let's look at the spec sheet. As I mentioned earlier on, almost everything here was the same as last year with the major difference being number one. They changed the 109 megapixel camera to a 200 megapixel camera and don't get too excited. The increase in megapixel count doesn't necessarily mean better pictures per se. As I said, I went to the event looking at how the software optimizations could help bring out the best in each of these smartphones. So they have a lot of things going on under the hood. We can talk about their AI, we can talk about the nitrography, astrography and also the 100 times zoom which Samsung's phones have been recently been known for. I mean, I'm not a spy, so I'll probably not need it for anything, but it comes in handy if you're trying to take pictures or videos or maybe, for example, at concerts or at panel discussions when you're not too close to the stage or that kind of thing and you want to share with other people. It's a very, very, very nifty feature. So besides the camera, what else was upgraded? Well, we're talking about the colors. There are four new colors, which are Phantom Black, 
cream, lavender, and green. I was particularly satisfied with the way the UI looked. They showcased so many UI improvements, including the ability to have 15 of your favorite pictures being set as your a kind of like animated or interactive wallpaper on your home screen, which I thought was pretty cool. The optics were definitely something to ooh and ah about. Now, speaking of software optimizations, remember I said I was interested in what this could do compared to what Google Assistant is capable of doing. Now, they showcase this new feature with Bixby where Bixby could pick up a call for you when you're in, let's say, a noisy environment and transcribe the person's speech to you into text and you could respond in text and Bixby would also relay the message in voice to your caller. I found this to be a very, very new and useful feature which users are going to enjoy. My only worry is Ghanaians and our 1000 slang words. That's all. But hey, it's cool. Now the phones, these new phones are being coated in Corning Gorilla Glass Victus 2, which are an upgrade from the Corning Gorilla Glass Victus Plus, which Samsung used on the S22 series last year. Given how expensive these new phones are, you can be assured the investment is going to be protected no matter how you drop it or how high or how hard the phone falls. Also, in the department of being eco-friendly and oh, I mean, who knows, in a bit to please Greta Thunberg, Samsung has been committed to making their phones and devices eco-friendly. This year, what they did was to construct the phones with up to about 22% of recycled materials. I guess this has become quite like a fad which a lot of companies are jumping on around the world. So I'm not really surprised that this happened. And as usual, the phone is not going to be shipped with a charging brick. So you are going to have to purchase one uh, separately. But I'm, I'm thinking in Ghana, if you are going to purchase an S23 phone, you'll be given a chance to purchase it together with a charging brick. So this, is, this shouldn't be any hassle. So now that I've spoken about the S23, what else did we receive? We're showing the Galaxy Book 3 Pro, the Galaxy Book 3 Pro 360, and the Galaxy Book 3 Ultra, which were the innovations in the notebook department. All these devices seemed pretty impressive and I was particularly interested in the Galaxy Book 3 Ultra, which came with an RTX Force 4070 um, card from Nvidia, as well as all the other goodies in terms of memory, storage, and processor power under the hood. This is definitely going to be a treat for any of you who are actively involved in the creative arts. So what to me was notably missing was that they did not showcase or debut any new foldable phone this year which I think isn't a bad thing because the devices they debuted last year are actually doing quite well on the market and have been a pace setter on the foldable landscape. Now, what I think I find most impressive about the Samsung S23 Ultra was the fact that it came with a Qualcomm Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 and this is touted to be one of the fastest chipsets in a mobile device ever yet and this was evident when I used the handset after the event in a hands-on experience and i could say that the device was very fluid okay you could actually account for the fact that it's a new device so yes it definitely is going to be fluid but this had this extra sense of speed and use to it and i tested it in desktop mode which is something interesting samsung has you can hook it up to a monitor a keyboard and other stuff i had this hooked up to a gaming controller and a monitor and i played a few games and then the experience was very 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 refreshing now let me not forget to mention this Samsung had something which I've not yet seen in a smartphone device in the processor department They had an array tracing model installed Now what this simply means is that with when it comes to games and other rendering applications You could have accurate depictions of lighting because you have a chipset in the phone which is dedicated to tracking and rendering individual sources of light which might be displayed in the game. Now, if you're a gamer like I am, you know that lighting is the most important and the most realistic part or difficult part to get when it comes to gaming. So this is definitely a plus 
This means they're going to they're going to be taking on other smartphone makers who are traditionally geared towards games, as you like Razer, for example. Okay, so let's move away from all this. Yeah, And now let's talk price. These devices are definitely going to be expensive or costly, although they are totally worth the experience which you are getting. A lot of things have been improved. The hardware is almost the same but i think the software optimizations are going to make up for that and let's look at how much these cost now so for the s23 you have it going for 799 dollars the s23 plus which has a bigger screen and a bigger battery goes for 999 and then the s23 ultra goes for 1199 dollars i can't really tell how much this is going to be on sale in ghana when it comes to cities but i think a quick check by any of the samsung reps online or other shops would give you a fair idea and i'm pretty sure very soon actually given the fact that these phones are, are out for pre-order now buyers in west africa for example will be able to have a fair idea of how much these phones are going to cost locally now let's look at also the prices for the galaxy book series so we have the galaxy book 3 pro coming for 1249 dollars you have the galaxy book 3 pro 360 coming in at 1399 dollars the, the major difference between this and the other version is that the galaxy book 3 pro 360 has a full double hinge and a secondary screen which is very useful if you're an artist or somewhere on yes definitely these line of devices are definitely geared towards creatives but then we then again we have the galaxy book 3 ultra going for a whopping 2199 dollars which is understandable given the spec sheets that i looked at very 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 impressive i love the galaxy unpacked event overall it's my first samsung event which i have attended being a pixel user i could probably see myself using on one of these devices since it seemed to rival the pixel in a lot of departments especially with the camera and the ai and processing i also found the phone to be very fluid and the 120 hertz refresh rate on the screen was very very pleasant to look at now if you are someone who owns an s22 or a very recent samsung phone this might not be really much of a big upgrade to you and i would recommend that you probably hold on to the next line of devices become available those who might benefit from buying this would usually be people coming from other competitors or coming from earlier versions of samsung galaxy devices the pre-order for these devices have already begun in the us and i think in ghana you can secure one with a deposit of a thousand cities at any of the samsung outlets nationwide and the phone becomes available in mid-march if you are looking forward to getting one of these devices based on this podcast especially, you can make that bold move and get it and I assure you will not be disappointed. From my hands-on experience with these devices, I was satisfied and I bet you would too. If you've listened to this podcast, I've been your host Elondonio and I've been recounting to you my experience at the Galaxy Unpacked event which took place on 1st September at the TV3 headquarters. If you like this podcast, subscribe to us in your podcast app. If there's anything we mentioned or we missed out on here about a Samsung event which you'd like to talk about, you can always hit us up on social media at Digital Dash on Twitter or Instagram. On to the next episode, be safe and see you. Bye.